0: It's the Primo Show, and we're here with Larry Levine, the author of Selling from the Heart and a gentleman who's created a much-needed movement in the sales industry that I love. So without further ado, let me pay the bills. Guys, if you haven't bought your copy of Sell a Million, hurry up. What are you waiting for? There's over 101 tips Techniques to make more money. It's more of a marketing book than a sales book. But as you know, I am a salesman and I bleed sales. So there is no way that I could write a marketing book without sales bleeding into it. So uh, the other person I would like to acknowledge besides Sell a Million is the mattress e- mattress industry network. Join this Facebook group. It's over a thousand strong. It's the only Facebook group I know. That is run by retailers for retailers. If you are in the mattress business and you do not belong to the mattress industry network, what are you waiting for? It's free and you will learn from other successful retailers how to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. Join the mattress industry network. Larry, welcome to the show. What is going on, Pete? I've been looking forward to this one for a while now. Well, in my email to you, (laughs) I said I was going to publicly flog myself, and I couldn't (laughs) find the appropriate thing, but I am (laughs) flogging myself. And so here's my confession to the entire world. (laughs) I fought tooth and nail reading this book because I said, selling from the heart. I am Mr. Selling from the Heart. What's this guy, Larry (laughs) Levine, going to teach me about selling from the heart? Everything. So I learned that after 40 years of selling, there was still more for me to learn. And most interest in, there were lessons that I've learned early on that I needed to relearn and to reinvigorate myself. And one of the things that I had in my mind, and and anybody who owns a store, who works with salespeople, who's in sales management, sells anything to anybody, you must get this book. You have to get it. I'm going to tell you one thing that it's not. It's not (laughs) harps playing and rose petals being flung about. Um, There are places in the book where Larry's frankness or bluntness is almost overwhelming. And it amounts to a kick in your rear and a much needed one for our industry in many places. And specifically, I got a kick in the the butt where I needed it and a couple of things. So, Larry... (laughs) <laughs> congratulations on just an awesome book. And, and so I want to, did you expect this to be as big as it turned out to be?
1: No, I, you know, as we were just talking before, before the, the, the podcast started, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I was just pouring my heart out into the book. First time writing a book, first time going down the road of even thinking about writing a book. And I didn't know if, Pete, I had no idea if five copies would sell, 500 copies would sell. All I know is I just wanted to put something out there that was a representation of how I carried my life. And over the last three years, I will tell you this, my life's turned upside down five times over. I I still pinch and poke myself. I had no idea that this book would turn into a movement. I had no idea that the message would resonate the way that it has. I, I wake up every day, I get messages from people and I go, is this really real? I'm just a guy who spent 30 years in the office technology industry in LA who had a very, Successful career that decided to go down the road of entre- entrepreneurship, start a podcast, write a book with no expectations. I had no idea what to expect. And thus this happens. I still go, is this really real?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, th- th- it's not an uncommon uh, feeling uh, that you have. One of the things that amazed me, and I thought I was the only person that ever did a version of this, but you did it very differently. Um, I did it on accident out of curiosity, wanting to get better. You you did it. It appears purposefully. You interviewed sales reps you were losing to. And I thought, wow, that takes a certain level of hutzpah, And it also <laughs> takes, at the same time, the opposite way, a certain level of humility humility that you were willing to sit at their feet and learn. So tell me about that just a little bit, because I think there's a lesson in there for our store owners and for our sales reps that listen to this.
1: Well, here's the deal. Um, I don't care how long you spend in sales, you can always learn. And what better way to do this is to learn from the salespeople that you're competing against. We all know this. You can't do business with everybody. It's just it's impossible. You cannot do business with everybody. However, I learned a long time ago, maybe this was you know how I was raised. I'm very inquisitive. I love asking questions. and I said, you know, what do I have to lose, right? What do I have to lose by asking people, right? What are you doing? So I remember a long time ago I just said, you might as well, I just became friends with my competition.
0: I think that's really important, and and listen, <clears throat> there 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 are some things in our culture that say, you know, that's your enemy, A- and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody this, and anybody who's ever listened to me knows what I'm about to say. Your biggest enemy, look in the mirror. That's your that's your enemy right there. Your competitor, that's not your enemy. So, quick story, Larry. When I was powerlifting. Um, My, I was going up against a national champion in powerlifting and he was all over uh, the powerlifting magazine and I was a nobody and I wanted to knock him off. I wanted to beat him. I wanted to beat him bad. He ran out of chalk. So I told my coach to give him my chalk. He ran out of smell insults. I told my coach to give him smell insults. Now my coach is going crazy. He's like, what are you going to do next? I go, whatever he needs. Believe it or not, he needed a a knee wrap. I gave him a knee wrap. I, At the end of the day, I beat him and he shook my hand and he said what I needed to hear. And what I needed to hear is you're the strongest guy I've ever lifted against. You're amazing. I didn't want there to be any excuses. I didn't want to win by lucking out. And over the years, it's been the same in my professional career, I don't want to win with a lie. I don't want to win with uh, a flea fic, flicker, a double reverse. I want to win because I blocked and tackled better than my competitor. And I have done the same thing in my career, Larry. I've made friends out of my competitors wherever possible. Now there's a few <laughs> there's a few dudes and dudes that they they don't want to be of friends course, no matter what and and that's okay. But do you want to know something? What I thought was amazing, I thought I was the only person who ever had a competitor hire him, but you had the same exact thing happen to you. One of your competitors that you went to eventually helped you get a job, one of your better jobs, I believe. Um, And I thought, man, that's, that's amazing. So guys, make your competitors, your friends wherever possible, learn from everyone you can learn from. I mean, you, 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 I mean you have to, right? And, and there, there's, so, there's so
1: much there's so much to be said. you know, we bring in professional sports analogies and all that into the sales world as well. And look at this from a professional athlete's point of view. They're all I can't say a lot, you know, a, but a vast majority of them are friends. They're on competitive teams, but they're friends. they train together, right? They learn from each other. Why can't salespeople do that? and and you see and that and that's my that's my biggest challenge is we have to change the narrative and we have to change the paradigm of how we view sales listen
0: if your competitor can teach you how to care for your customer better he or she is doing something that is creative that helps your your store owner or your business owner win don't be too proud to to borrow it Don't be too proud. I mean, you know, we all borrow, you know, one of the things that uh, one of my best friends in the industry, Jeff Janakovo, you know where I met him? I met him at a marketing seminar. We were both there outside of the industry trying to get a leg up because what was going on in the industry was so incestuous and so backwards that it was ridiculous. And we both knew there was more information out there that we needed to get. To be more successful.
1: How how much could it hurt a salesperson? Right. And again, it's mindset. This is this is such a mindset thing, Pete. But just just think about it for, for a moment. How hard is it to become friends, acquaintances, right? You don't have to be best buds and and chums, but you can be professional friends. Hey, you know, hey, Pete, you know, I'd like to buy you a cup of coffee. You really got me on that last deal. I'm just curious, how'd you get started in the industry? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Hey, just letting you know, if I can ever be of
0: help, please let me know. How hard is it for salespeople to do that? Well, there, there's another piece to that too. That And, and Larry, that's huge. Um, it, it's huge on a number of fronts because now it gives you an additional funnel for business, right? Because some of my best deals were deals that were referred to me by competitors. They couldn't do it and because they were friendly with me, they didn't think I was going to get it either. But I did, and and it's worked the other way too. I, if my if I'm not a fit, if I'm not a fit, I'm not trying to put a square peg in a round hole. I, I'm going to give it to somebody that I trust, who I admire, who I respect, and probably who I'm friends with. So one of the things that I I wish that all salespeople did was focus is, is focused solely on their customer and what they need, not blocking out your competition. Why, when you if you wake up and you're thinking about how to beat your competition? you're probably wasting a lot of energy. And I know some guys are going to just go crazy here, but you're wasting a lot of your energy, your mental energy and your spiritual energy. It should be all 100% focused on how to grow your customer's business. That's where your time and your effort, your mental focus, your creativity needs to be. You know, it's...
1: This takes a lot for people to really understand, and I'll tell you this: you know, if I go back to my younger days, I was always focused on the on the competition. Pete, I, I think it happens to all of us, and we all we we all did that. And if I, I will tell you this, and if if we say that it never happens, then I know what <laughs> that, what's going on, right? Because let's <laughs> just face it: we all go through it. It's Human but nature. It's human yes. nature, but yeah. but I will tell you this is. The more I stopped allowing those stories in my head to play out and I reach and I refocused and I channeled my energy back onto the customer, things started to happen. Conversations started to take different courses, right? Experiences start to happen that didn't happen before. I'm a big believer in this and there's no PhD behind this because I don't have a PhD behind my name, but I believe that we all have a sixth sense. It's that keen awareness of what's happening and what's not happening. And I'm here to tell you this, your customers or clients, depending on how you refer to them, are a lot smarter than you think they are. They smell what you're cooking pretty fast. And and I just found out that the more that I poured in and the more that I leaned into my customers and the more that I made it about them, guess what started to happen? The more they took care of me. It's, it's again, this isn't rocket science stuff. This is just all plays out in human behavior and how you treat people. And and, and again, I was never, I mean, heck, I sold copiers my whole life. I wasn't the smartest guy out there, <laughs> right? I, I, and I, and I've, I,
0: I, I've sold mattresses for 40 I, years, Larry, so there I, 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 you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: pretty funny. <laughs> but, 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 no, but... but I, I I say this with all sincerity. I was never the smartest guy out there. I was never the most strategic. I was never the most strategic guy. There's people that would outsell me, outsmart me. However, there was no one, and I mean no one that was going to outcare me. And I just learned how to pour myself and how to lean in and how to make the customer the center of everything. And what was really interesting in the why I say this, a lot of this has to go back to the channel that I grew up in. I mean, I I sold office technology my whole life. I sold copiers in the LA marketplace, that and software and document management solutions and so forth, latter part of my career. But I sold things that broke. And I sold things into a channel that had a very black eye. And what I mean by that is... Broken promises, busted dreams, Uh, Sales people would come and go, a highly toxic environment sometimes. Now, you might be all, you all might be going, well, why'd you spend your whole entire career in an industry like that? It's because I write about it in my book. I wanted to be known as a sales professional and not a sales rep. And it's how I was raised. I was raised to where you found a career and that's where you stayed in. And, and, and salespeople, we need to key in on that because I write about this in my book. You know, the, the minute that life becomes too uncomfortable for a lot of people in sales, they jump ship and they go somewhere else. And it starts following you, that reputation starts following you, believe me. You may or may not believe me on this, but it will. And, and And, you know, job hopping's running rampant today. And I would just say, if you love the aspect of sales, then learn how to become a true sales professional and turn it into a career. And don't just turn it into something that's going to pay the bills in the meantime until I find something else.
0: So I want to acknowledge Khalid's comment. Chris, can you pull up Khalid's comment? And I want to take off on that point. Uh, Khalid, great insight from Larry Levine. Thanks, Pete, for arranging and for always doing a great job. Please keep up the good work. Thank you, Khalid, and thank you for all you do for our industry. You are a bright light in our industry, always, every day, multiple times a day, putting out positive information for our industry, and and you are a blessing, sir. (laughs) You just dove right into one of your favorite subjects, um, and you're probably going, where is he going? (laughs) I'm going to... And I love this. I've heard you uh, do it in other uh, shows, and it's in your book too. You know, when you talk, you talk about the difference between a sales rep and a sales professional, and I automatically start to think about professional athletes, and then I start to think about what professional athletes do. And listen, I never went any higher than Division Three football, sure. but I I could tell you that every week and I, Every week, I would study a good ten hours of film in Division Three football. So I don't even know how many hours of film a professional uh, football player, yeah. baseball player, basketball player. I don't know how much they watch. I really don't. I'm 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 not as big of a sports guru as you. But you you talk about this, and I want you to just riff on that because I think it's important that we. Um, that we not cheat ourselves out of the full effort that we should be given our professional development.
1: How's that? Oh, you know, i've I've caught I've caught flack for this numerous times, and and you know what? And it's okay. Not for,
0: not for me. You
1: didn't. No, no but it's, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna share this, and it, I just feel I have to say this. I'm not here to disrespect by no means the sales world when I say this. I love everything about the sales profession. And this is what inspired me, why I started to write in Selling from the Heart, the difference between sales reps and sales professionals, is all the analogies that are made around professional sports and how it translates into sales. And I remember I was 60 70% into writing Selling from the Heart. And I saw a social post about this. And I just said, hey, you know what, I'm going to flip this on its head. So follow along with me on this. And when I say I flipped this you know, around on its head, so I just said this, until salespeople out there can practice, plan, and prepare like professional athletes, we got to stop making these analogies. And it's just to get people to think. And let's just think for a moment. And I just wrote a, you know, I write a weekly article and I just wrote one, just uh, actually came out yesterday as we're recording this or as we're live on here is I just said, we got to, you know, sales professionals do the work. Sales reps find the excuses. And I want us to key in on this for a moment because when professional athletes, get into a slump. If you ever whoever your favorite professional athlete is, if you're if you're into sports. If they're in a slump or they had a bad game or something like that, inevitably you will hear them say this. Hey, you know what? It's all on me. Bad game, I'm in a slump, something's not right. I'm going back to the basics. I didn't practice as well as I should. I didn't prepare as well as I could have at game day. The plan was off. When's the last time you've heard a sales rep who's in a slump say, I need to do that, as opposed to pointing fingers and saying, it's everybody else's fault. So here's what I want us to key in on. A sales professional takes the job of sales extremely important. They practice, they plan, they prepare, they learn, they go the extra mile. They do the things that everybody else finds excuses for. They lose a deal. It's not anyone else's fault. It's their fault. They got outsold. They look in the mirror. What could I have done better? Sales professionals wake up every single day with a learning mindset. Sales reps, how do you wake up every morning? And again, this is just to get us to think. That's all. It's just to get us to think.
0: Right. So when you said that, I read an article not too long ago. Well, I'll tell you when it was. It was right after Tom Brady won some kind of a big game. I don't know if he won the Super Bowl or if it was a championship game. And they talked about that he has a nutrition coach. He has a strength and conditioning coach. He has his own quarterback coach. He's hired coaches in addition to the coaching that he receives from the team. So guys, this is what I want you to think about. Have you ever hired a sales coach? If you didn't, you're really not serious about sales yet. It's something that you should do Sooner or later, if you're brand new and you haven't even read your first sales book, by all means, by all means, read those sales books, follow along. But here's what I worry about you know, when I was a kid in 1982, just starting out, there was little information, most of it was in book form. Now there is all kinds of information, and a lot of it's very good, but some of it is very bad. I worry about a sales rep who wants to become a sales professional, Larry, and they don't get the right start um they watch the wrong youtube video they 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 watch or they listen to or they read the wrong posts on LinkedIn and they start to go down a, the wrong path so what would you say <clears throat> to, to somebody who's brand new in sales, where should they start?
1: oh boy um I'm going to say this, go invest. If you can invest in a coach, find some mentors, find yes. some mentors. And, and, and I, and I, I'm going to take this down a different path for a little bit, but it's all time because I'm a big believer in this. And I learned this the hard way. If you can not invest in yourself, do you think others will invest in you? Let's all stop and think about that for a moment is if I go back and I started my sales career in the tail end of 1987, And my first year was, you know, it was the best year of my life and the worst year of my life because I was in a really toxic, dysfunctional sales environment with a horrible sales manager. And it was right then and there that I learned that if I didn't hold myself accountable to growth, the environment that I was in wasn't conducive to it. And let's just stop and think about that for a moment. Salespeople out there, I was looking up at people that were in my sales team and going, is this who I'd like to look up to and become? We all know that that, um, salespeople today, the younger generation are highly impressionable and there's so much information out there. However, this is what I want us to really key in on. And this took me a long time to figure this out. It's what sits inside your heart. It's how much you're willing to really get to know yourself that will help you later. And here's, and here's where people will go, well, how's this all tie into sales? It has a lot to do with it. In sales, I talk about, you know we all have these, we all have self-limiting beliefs. We all have egos. We all have fear. Um, we all have these things that prevent us from becoming the best version of ourselves. And if anyone out there says, I don't have these, then I'm going to call you out on the carpet because we all do. That's just face it. But when we're weak inside, it gets masked on, you know, when we, if we're weak here and we mask it, it's sooner or later it comes back. And in Selling from the Heart, I write about sales chaos. Yep. yep. And, and I'm a big believer that the inner work that you do fuels the outer success that we have. And i the reason why I wrote Selling from the Heart the way I did, where the first good chunk of the book is all on the self-reflection, the inner part of the work journey, is because there wasn't one manager that I had in almost 30 years in sales. And I call them managers because I never had a leader. I had managers, not leaders, that ever said this, Hey, guess what? Over the next three months, we're going to go on a road to self-discovery. We're going to all work together to help us become better humans. It was always product training, sales skill training, all the stuff that's important in sales. The missing, I sincerely believe wholeheartedly because I see it in the conversations I have and, with, and the sales teams and the sales leaders that I work with, the missing link right now in sales is the alignment of head and heart. Hundred percent. It's, it, it's how we connect to our clients. It's the people skills. It's the relational skills. It's uh. It's the. I'm just gonna go there. It's the touchy feely, mushy gushy stuff that people have brushed under the rug in sales for a long time. I'm bringing it up to the surface. You want to grow trust. Learn how to bring sincerity, heart, appreciation, love, care, and respect to the forefront. Sales leaders learn how to bring this to your sales team and watch what happens. Salespeople bring this to your clients and watch what starts to happen. Not only will you grow yourself, you grow your relationships, and I promise you this: you will exponentially grow your sales.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I said it in in a different way years ago, uh, and and I've said this thousands of times. Um, If you work on a retail floor and you run into competitors, um, you need to go shop these competitors. Shop every one of them. Pretend you're a customer. Go shop them. And when before you go out and you sell on your floor again, look in the mirror and ask yourself one question. Am I not more honest than the last 10 competitors that I shopped? And if you can't answer yes to that, you've got some work to do. But if you can look in the mirror and you can say, I know that I am more honest, I am more competent, and my customers deserve to do business with me because I care more, because I will always do the right thing, then you will never stop closing. You know How do I close more sales? Believe in yourself more. Earn the right to compete. And the way you earn the right to compete is by having more knowledge. And the way you have more knowledge is to do the hard work. And that means going out and shopping your competitors when it's in retail. And when it's in wholesale, there's hundreds of ways to shop competitors now. Uh, And that's not the point of of this. But I'm going to take a halftime break, Larry, and I am going to read a chapter from my book. It takes about a minute. And then... I can see that you do not need to hear this because <laughs> I'm going to share some things with my audience. So, <clears throat> those of you who have my book, Sell a Million, we are on page 91. 59, surprise and delight your customers. Any day, at any time, you have the power to surprise and delight a customer. Remember to do it and do it often. Get a reputation for giving something away, a product, a product, or a discount, when you don't have to, it's cheap marketing. Your customer will have his his day pleasantly interrupted. He will tell a bunch of friends. He might even tell everybody on his show about it, which I will do in a minute. (laughs) He will tell a bunch of his friends. You have increased your bond with him and all of this will generate additional sales. Your ability to do this is only limited by your imagination. For years, I have taught and at times begged my retailers to call customers after their delivery to make sure they are happy with their purchase and the service they have received. A simple phone call goes a long way. Remember, it's all about making your customer feel appreciated and valued. Customers who feel appreciated buy again, give five-star online reviews, give testimonials, and gladly give referrals Please do not be limited by my simple example. Get creative and uncover and uncover more ways to surprise and delight your customers. Have fun with it. So this is what I want to say to you guys. I am parsimonious, which is a fancy word for saying cheap. I am cheap. <laughs> I did not want to pay the full price for Larry's book, even though I had already listened to it on Audible, was 100% sold on it, wanted to buy it. But right before I pushed on the Amazon thing, I just went to Larry's website and I found that I could get the book for actually less money, just paying shipping. And I got, this is unbelievable. I got Larry's autograph on the front of the book with a nice little note. I got another note inside the book. And then I got the coolest stickers selling from the heart. They're going to be all over the place before you know it. And I got a pen. And guess what? Could I afford to buy my own pen? Yep, you betcha. No problem. But it doesn't matter how young, how old, how well healed somebody is, how much money they make, how little they make. Everybody likes a surprise. Everybody likes to get a little something extra. And Larry is obviously the master of this because he absolutely overwhelmed me with those simple gestures. And, you know, <clears throat> I was a little miffed that I found out that he does that for everybody. I thought he did it just for me. Thanks, Pete. And I, I, I want I, I want to continue to go down this road for
1: just a moment. And um it's the small things that matter. It's the little things that matter. Yeah, and, and let's just stop and think about that for a moment. It's uh you know, all salespeople out there key in this. I don't care if you're in retail B2C, B2B, it doesn't matter. It's all gonna play out. They will remember customers clients they will remember how much you made them feel above and beyond anything else that's to stop and think about that it's the smallest little things that just goes hey i was thinking about you i appreciate it i'll, I'll even um I'll even share a secret with everyone and, and I would encourage everybody to do this as well. And Pete, you know, in the world that, that you live in like in the retail world and so forth, I think you could easily do this as well. So here it is. So here's my, here's my smartphone. So what I would encourage everyone to do, put all your clients phone numbers in your phone. And I do this on the weekends and I will just randomly spin the dial so now i've just dated myself right pete when i said randomly spin the (laughs) dial but 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 y'all know what i mean right so you know so here so here we all just i'll just give you an idea right so you can see you know in, in here i'm scrolling through my contacts right and then i'll just randomly just stop on one that's a client and i'll just text them pete i appreciate you i was just thinking about you have a great weekend hey thanks for everything that's it it's the small little things that matter. It j- hey, I was thinking about you. It's
0: not. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. So, I found out from one of my customers what my brand was when I actually I asked him to do a testimonial for me. I actually hired a guy to 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 uh, go around to some of my customers and and film it. And he said, Pete's full name is Pete, I care, Primo. And I took that as the greatest compliment I could ever get from anybody. Um, And he's not a big dealer, um, but a great guy and appreciates all the little things that I've done over the years and started to enumerate them. And... The interesting thing is I was in the process of starting to stop doing some of those things because I thought nobody appreciated them. So having meaningful dialogues, taking your customer's temperature, if you will, is important. And it doesn't matter if it's retail or wholesale. If you own a store or if you're a sales rep, you need to ask your customer what their experience is. And you go into this in, in your book, Larry, and it's it's something that is almost like taboo in some places. And it's like, guys, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to tell you, you know, you suck. And, and, you know, you need to do this, this, and this and get better. And you know what you should say? Thank you. Because obviously you failed. I failed with this one customer and take it for what it's worth. If you get it more than once, chances are there's something there you need to improve. Every once in a while, there's just an unsavory character that you probably should not should not adjust your behavior towards. But if something keeps coming up, you've got to take that as feedback. You've got to just say, thank you and and improve. The alignment, head and heart, love it. Thanks, Khalid. So I,
1: <laughs> it, it, it's so true. So many, so much of it's misaligned. Nevertheless, I want to go back to. I want to go back to this um, feedback just for a second. I it, and um, and again, I don't care what level of sales you're in, retail, B two C, B two B. I believe it's up to the salesperson. Hear me out on this, please, everybody. It's up to the salesperson to grab feedback from there customers, their clients. It's not marketing's job. It's not customer service's job. It's your job. And I emphasize this again, it's your job. It's the personalization. To me, feedback and critique is the breakfast of sales champions. You really want to get an understanding of the experience. What's going on in your customer's head? Ask them just completely ask them. Yeah. Is it going to take some time? Yes, it's going to. But the payback and what you learn is going to be so much greater than a canned vanilla survey that goes out to solicit your feedback. I mean, I travel a lot and I fly a lot and I get them all the time. And it's rare that I ever fill one out. How hard would it be for somebody to pick up the phone and call? And I want us to really think about that. You really want to change how you're viewed? Why don't you just pick up the
0: phone, call your customers and ask them? It's your career. I say this over and over again. You know, you're not going to be, let's just say you're not where you want to be. We've all been there. Larry was there several times in his career. I was there several times in, in my career. And, you know, What you have to do is learn every lesson you can at the job you're at. And let me tell you something. If you really excel, even if your boss doesn't see it, even if the owner doesn't appreciate it, the competitor will appreciate it and will hire you away and will pay you what you're worth. So... Never, ever crawl into your shell as a salesperson and stop performing. You have to perform at the highest level possible, and you will get extricated out of that situation. I promise you. It sounds so counterintuitive. It sounds so weird. Pete, really? Yeah, really. Learn everything you can. And remember this. Your customers, if you stay in the same industry, they will come with you. They will come with you. and I have made a career on this. Uh, you know, I have a loyal customer base that when when I take on a new line, there's 20 or 30 new accounts and they can the company can't believe what just happened. It happened because I did not perceive, my dealers as something that's owned by the company, I perceive that I am a professional, that I have a career, and I want to take every customer with me on my journey. And hopefully, my journey improves and I'm able to offer them better products with better margin, with better performance that helps them make more money and helps them serve their customers better. And if I do that, then... Everybody wins, and so don't view yourself as stuck in some place that you don't want to be. Look at it as a learning opportunity, and as long as I'm here, I'm going to do the best I can. And you will be shocked that you will get hired away from a competitor. It's happened to me a few times in my career. Yeah, you know, it's uh,
1: it's sad, but it's the truth. Small incremental changes. Is all that's needed. It's 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 the bar in the sales world has been set really low. Unfortunately, it's the truth. Um, we live in a world where they don't trust salespeople. I don't care what industry you're in, whether that be retail, B two C, B two B, the trust is at all time lows. People are skeptical about what salespeople have to say. They think that we're fully, you know what, you know the BS meters are at all time highs. The way that you overcome this is you got to change the perception. I'm a big believer in this. How do you all want to be perceived in sales and change the
0: perception of right. how you're viewed? Right. hundred percent, Larry. I um, I wrote a blog post years ago, and it's called, I Never Wanted to Be a Salesman. I never wanted to be a salesman. I was going to be a professional football player, but I was a defensive tackle in college and I was 5'10", 230 pounds, wasn't even big enough to be a linebacker, not even tall enough to be a linebacker. Um, And, you know, obviously that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, what ended up happening is I channeled that into becoming a salesman and I didn't want to be a salesman as a matter of fact I was it was an option that was open to me and I had a mentor that was available to me and I begrudgingly started to be a salesman and then I said I don't want to be a salesman I don't want to be the willie loman the pushy person that takes somebody's money and offers them no value. So what I, what I sought to do in the last 40 years of my career, and I have more than a few dealers that agree with me, is I have flipped the whole thing on its head. And really what I am is I am somebody who serves my customers. I am not a salesman. I am somebody who serves my customers and I work very hard to bring value to my customers, whether that's in expertise in merchandising, expertise in selling, expertise in marketing. I'm constantly going to school one way or the other every day, trying to pick something up. And where you start is where you are. And... You know you're you're probably going well, what do you mean Pete? what do you, how, how is it that you go to school every day? And the way I go to school every day is very simple. antennas up, eyes open, ears open. people have experiences. they will share those experiences if you ask them to. and there is something that somebody is doing that you're gonna see today that would help somebody else. And if you share those experiences and those techniques with your other customers, you will be amazed at how thankful they will be for that tip. Uh, every everybody who's in business wants to get better. They want to increase their margins. They want to increase their sales. They want to give better customer service. How do you help them get better customer service? And if if you're curious. If you're a student, here I am, I'm 61 years old, 40 years into this, I'm like a little kid. I've got a couple of accounts I have to go see right after this. I am so excited. I want to learn as much as I can when I go see these accounts because I'm going to share that information with other dealers to help everybody make more money. And sooner or later our ability to gather good information and share it in a meaningful way that makes a difference in the lives of our customers. That's what being a sales professional is is all about. So I'm not a salesman. I am a sales professional. And I want to... The reason Larry Levine is on the show today is because I want you to go out and buy his book and do everything in it. I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to do everything that's in this book. So, Larry, what say it, you? It, I know I hogged it for there No, for a little no, little bit. Uh, i sorry.
1: No, did your show, man? Come on. It, uh, I'm just along for the ride. Is uh, there's there's a couple things that you said that I I just want to interject just for a moment. Is it, it's it's a it's a little rhyme, but follow along with me because this will play out. The more you learn, the more you earn. The more you know, the more you grow. Think about that for a second. The more you can learn, and I'm going to tie in your customers here for just a moment. The more you can learn about your customers, the more you'll earn from your customers. The more you know about your customers, the more you'll grow with your customers. I'm here to say this. You can earn a PhD for next to nothing, if you spend the time to get to know your clients, your customers, and have them share things with you about them, things they're reading, industry things they're reading, and you consume those. And and, and it's just, you know, if there's if there's any advice I can give to salespeople out there today, is continue down the road of gathering as much knowledge as you possibly can think you know, uh, spend spend every day and read 20 thirty pages of a book every day. Go on YouTube and watch uh, educational things every day. Um, engage in forums and groups and learn. There's so much out there to become better at, but somewhere down the road we've just stopped, right? We stopped learning and we've stopped growing. Here's what, here's what I will share with everyone. The way it was in 2019 and parts of 2020 is not the way it will be in 2022. Think about that for a moment. What got you to where you're at is not going to continue to get you where you need to be. The more you learn, the more you earn. The more you know, the more you'll grow. It, it, it's just simple things like this. However, we just, it, it just, it just concerns me that at some point in time, we've just stopped all of this. Say, hey, you know what? Insert excuse, insert here, insert there, whatever the case may be. If you stop investing in yourself, you will stop growing. Mark my word. Yep. Yep. I,
0: I have, uh, it's on page 136. And I, if you can't invest in yourself, why would somebody else invest in you? And, and it doesn't matter if you're a store owner or if you're a sales rep. It, it's the same. It, it's, and I love this one. This is on uh, page 50. They are your customers until somebody comes along and provi- provides them a better experience. And I might add this. I might add this. And who cares more? basically provides a better experience because they care more than you. You know what? <clears throat> you might be smarter than me. You might be more creative than me, but you're never going to outcare me. You know, Larry said it earlier, I, I me and him are of the same exact mindset on that. As a matter of fact, the worst thing in the world you could ever say to me is you don't care about me. You don't care about my business. That would crush me. More than anything, you can call me dumb all day long and I'll go, I am, it's amazing I've gotten as far as I (laughs) am. But I, Larry, I could do three or four shows on on this, but I know we're winding down, but this is really important. Um, Chapter 10, no more empty suits. And it has a great quote from the founder of IBM, Thomas Watson, right? That is a founder of IBM, correct? I believe so. To be successful, you have to have your heart in your business, and your business in your heart. That is a great quote. So, talk to me about no more empty suits. It, It was again.
1: This was just. It's to get people to think more than anything else. Pete is. It goes back to the whole sales rep, sales professional comparisons that I make throughout selling from the heart how do you want to be viewed what's in your heart right and 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 I'm a I'm I'm going to keep it simple I'm going to keep it to 3 E's and here's what I want us to key in on if you're not continually engaging with your customers if you're not continually educating your customers if you're not continually exciting them into conversations with you They're going to view you as being an empty suit. What goods are you bringing to your customers? I don't care what profession you're in. I don't care what channel you sell into. I don't care what vertical market you sell into. What are you bringing to your customers? What are you bringing to your customers? Are you leaning in? Are you pouring yourself into your customers? Are you helping their lives become better? What do you know about them? What experiences are you providing to them? What memories are you helping them capture? If you're struggling to do this, knowing that perception is reality, I'm here to tell you this, you're going to be perceived as being an empty suit. And again, preface, it's no disrespect to the sales world. It's to think we can all become better. We can all become better. How do you want to be viewed?
0: How do you want to be perceived? I love page 170. It says, A sales professional is heartfelt, sincere, and fills out a suit with empathy, emotion, and excitement. Ties right in with what you just said. Those are the three E's. People sense this stuff, Pete.
1: They do. They sense it. And here's what I'd ask for us to think about is, are you confident enough in yourself? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your message? Do you have high self-worth? Stop and think about that for a moment. And if the answer is, I'm not quite sure, go down the road. Go down the road of building confidence. Go down the road in believing in yourself. And go down the road of increasing your self-worth. Why am I saying this? Because we all struggle with it. It's things that I struggled with throughout my career. It's why I bring it
0: to the forefront now. And if you've been at it for a while, ask your customers. They'll tell you. They'll tell you exactly word for word. And when you hear the same thing again and again and again, sometimes it'll get through our thick heads that, you know what? I've really worked hard for a long time, and I really have cared for a long time. And that's who I am. They said that, and I need to start believing it too. Because there's this thing called the imposter syndrome, and, and it comes from the back at the worst possible time. It, 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 And it doesn't matter how much success you have. And the more successful you are, the worse it gets at times. You can brush it aside, but it'll come back. And listen, sometimes you have to talk to it like you talk to other dumb thoughts and say, you know what? You're a dumb thought. You're not me. Go get lost. Now I got to get back to serving my customers. I love this. I love this so much on one seventy two. I mean, it's like one hit after the other, Larry. It's crazy. <laughs> Trust yourself. Let go of expectations. Go for everything you've ever wanted. Stop living your sales life as never having tried. That is so powerful. You know, I heard I heard, I heard that quote that, uh, uh, you know, don't go to your grave with your music still in you. And I asked myself when I heard that, it had nothing to do with sales. And I said, would that be a shame if my customers didn't know how much I appreciated them? Wouldn't that be a shame um, that I never expressed that to them in words and more importantly, in deeds? And, 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 and you really... In your book, you just bop us in the head with, you know, you are your actions. You know, at the end of the day, you are your actions, and 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 I think that we all need to hold our. It doesn't matter what you sell. It doesn't matter if you own a store or if you're a sales rep. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you hold yourself accountable.
1: Yeah. No. So so true. And I'll, I'll leave everyone with, with this. You know, to think about is if you do not and key in on me just for a moment on this please if you do not love on your customers somebody else will if you do not show them love appreciation care respect acknowledge them somebody else will i'm here to tell you this right now that if you can bring love into your personal relationships to deepen them, create more meaning. Do the same thing in your professional life and watch what starts to happen. Every single one of my clients at Selling from the Heart, I tell them that I love them. And it comes out before, you know, even before we ever agree to agree. I said, at some point in time, the L word's going to come out. And I'm going to say, I love you. To me, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm a highly emotional guy. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And I bring that into the professional world because today, mark my word, business is 100% personal. The more personal you can make it, the better. The more comfortable that you can make somebody feel about you, the more comfortable they will become and they will start sharing things about themselves and their business that they're not sharing with other people. It's the alignment of head and heart, but we got to get out of our
0: head. So, Larry, somebody watched this show and they said, I got to get a hold of this Larry Levine guy. He's amazing. <laughs> How do they get a hold of you?
1: Uh, you can get all you, you can just go to selling from You can learn everything that we're up to. You can reach out to me. You know, through sellingfromtheheart.net. Uh, um, if you want to know what we're up to, follow the podcast on, the, on all your favorite podcast platforms. I hang out on LinkedIn all the time as well.
0: Larry, thank you so much for taking the time out of an already too busy schedule and uh, sharing your heart and your experience and your knowledge with, with our audience. And I, I just want to say one thing, Larry I love you.
1: I love you too, Pete. I'm so, I, I will tell you this. I'm so glad we connected. We've been connected for a while and to finally bring this to a conversation and to have me on your show, it means a lot. So thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Larry. Take care.